What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology and, well... I want to be the very best like no one ever was. To catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Each Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Creature Mon, gotta catch them all. I know it's our destiny, Creature Mon. Oh, you're my best friend in a world we must defend from bad podcasts. Creature Mon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Today we're talking about Pokemon animals. These creatures are even more unbelievable than those fantastic little pocket monsters. I'm talking cute little critters more crazy looking than Pikachu. Sea animals that seem too cute to be real, and behavior that you'd think you'd only find in the Pokedex. We'll be looking at ground type, water type, and bug type animals, and we'll try to see if any Pokemon come close to how wild these real animals are. Discover this and more as we answer the age old question, are there cutie little bunnies under the sea? Spoilers, yes! So, Pokemon is a great game for inspiring people about evolutionary biology. Now, I've got to be honest, I never played the card game as a kid, but I loved watching the TV show, and I absolutely adore all those little pocket monsters. As someone who cares deeply about evolutionary biology, I love that so many kids, and let's be honest, huge numbers of adults are into Pokemon. I think it proves that we're all deep down biodiversity nerds. I love that Pokemon not only shows off creativity in imagining what creatures look like, 
but their behaviors as well. Their defensive strategies, their strengths and weaknesses, their natural predators. Is Pokemon secretly training an army of young evolutionary biologists? Joining me to discuss this nerdy conspiracy is audio engineer, editor, and producer right here at iHeartRadio, Dan Goodman. Katie, thank you so much for having me. Of course. It's long overdue. Oh, well, thank you I'm so honest. much. Oh, you actually you're very used, sweet. You used to edit this podcast. I did used to edit this podcast. I never gave you a shout out. That that's, was wrong of me. That's okay. <laughs> it was a pleasure to edit your podcast. Every episode was a delight. <laughs> oh, before we begin, I'm trying to do this at the top now because I read a thing that says people listen to you more at the beginning of podcasts. Is that so? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. But <laughs> here we go. And anyways, please rate. Like, wait, no, like isn't a thing that you can do on a podcast, but rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. Well, we do hope that they like it. (laughs) I do. I want you to like it, but that's not something you can, like, I can force you to do. Very true. Uh, These I can force you to do somehow. So it actually really helps a whole lot to get this podcast up in those master rankings uh, to to do those things. Press those buttons, those little stars. Every star, actually, I feel it. I feel it. In my in my body. And if you give five stars, you get a special prize. I do. What is that prize? Uh, my, Can't tell you. My appreciation. Isn't that enough? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so now on to the Pokemon. Gosh, I'm so excited. This Me is, too. This is a lo- an episode I've long wanted to do, actually. And I, I'll probably do another one like this again at some point because there's just too many animals who look like Pokemon. Uh, part of the reason is I think that the creators of Pokemon are really creative and they actually draw inspiration from nature. And I just love that. It's, it's really amazing. So... First, let's talk about, I guess, everyone's favorite Pokemon, Pikachu. Oh, um, or sweet little, sweet little electric type. <laughs> yes, and like the Pichu is another oh, yeah. one, the little one. Mm-hmm. So I found an animal who looks like kind of like a Pichu mixed with a Cyndaquil. Okay, uh, okay, and so some, the, some next gen Pokemon, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, so like a, it's like a spiky Pikachu or Pichu. Okay. So this is the Lowland Strict Tenric. Oh, that's a, Wow. Yeah. That's adorable and also dangerous looking. <laughs> it is. So the lowland streak tenric is found on the island of Madagascar. It oh. looks like 50% shrew, 50% porcupine, and 100% Pokemon. Nice. It is about five inches long. It weighs about six ounces. So it just fits in the palm of your hand. It's a little guy. It it's, could fit in your pocket like some kind of <laughs> pocket monster. <laughs> Love it. It is covered in sharp quills, and most strikingly, it is bright yellow with black streaks. So it is uh, Pikachu or Pichu coloring. Interesting. And it has a fan of bright yellow quills on its head. And as a tenric, it is a family of mammals endemic to Madagascar, meaning they're only found there. And even though they look kind of like a hedgehog and a shrew sort of got busy and made a weird offspring, the similarities in looking like a hedgehog or a shrew or a porcupine is actually convergent evolution. So while they all distantly share a common ancestor way back, they actually evolved their spines and their look independently from shrews and hedgehogs. Wow. Yeah. So. The lowland streaked tenric has a few interesting behaviors on top of it looking st- 
straight up like a Pokemon. So <laughs> they eat earthworms and they stamp on the ground to trick the worms into surfacing, which we've actually talked about this on the show before. It's something humans do. It's called worm fiddling. Hey. <laughs> worm fiddling? Worm fiddling. Oh, wow. I love that. Actually, people have a contest, a worm fiddling contest where you like are, try to get the most uh, earthworms out of the ground. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. There are different earth fiddling techniques. Like you can play music. Some people like drive a fork into the ground and like hit the fork and the most earthworms wins. I'm fascinated yeah. by the idea of that. Yeah, wow. it's it's a tactic that humans have used for a while to get worms for things like fishing and, fishing. and so on. Mm. Yeah, and animals use it all the time. Birds, uh, other insectivorous animals who eat earthworms will I use it. I feel like that's the, uh, so is that, pardon me if this is, uh, I mean, is that kind of like where tippy taps come from? Like you see, you see like birds doing tippy taps and stuff like that. And that are could they, be. Could yeah. be? Could yeah, be related? Yeah, definitely could be related. Mm. They do do tippy taps. Mm. Uh, it is... Tippy tap behavior, I'm sure, is varied, but this right. is one case of tippy tap behavior. Yes. Okay. And, Great. <laughs> and the reason the the tippy taps works is that it actually vibrates the soil and it tricks the earthworms into thinking that rain is coming or maybe a subterranean uh, uh, predator like a mole. So mm. they they come out of the ground. They're they like, got a scoot. Yeah, they got they a scoot because they don't want it, like if rain permeates the ground, they can actually drown. So right. they want to get up to the surface. But right. then, uh oh, it's the streak tenric and its cute little face eating them up. <laughs> wah. Wah, wah. Yes. So also another cute thing these guys do is they rub their quills together to produce a high frequency sound thought to be used by Tenrix to warn one another of danger or by mothers to communicate with her young. What? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Does that seem like a made up thing? Like, oh, this Pokemon like rubs their quills together and yes. makes a sound. It, Completely. It seems like, yeah. It seems very anime. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> They're actually the only mammal known to use stridulation, which is is where you produce sound by rubbing body parts together. Huh. So that's something crickets do, rattlesnakes do. True. Crickets rub their leg parts, or, or sorry, no, actually I think their wing parts together. Mm. Rattlesnakes rub that tail. Right. And the club-winged mannequin, which is a bird, actually vibrates its uh, wings in a way that causes stridulation. But yeah, this is one of the only mammals, or actually I think it is the only mammal we know of that does that. that except for, except for humans. Hey, <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Uh, they, That's funny. <laughs> I like that. They also stick out their quills and vibrate them as a defensive method when they encounter an enemy or predator, which again is just so, I don't know, Pokemon-like? Yes, I'm completely. I'm going to keep saying that again over and over this episode, but it is just cartoonishly cute. Like, don't bother me. And just like sticks out its quills and goes Spikes like... Spikes out. Spikes out, all cute. Does it also go... Tenric. Tenric, Tenric. I wish. I wish. That's another thing. I want to do a whole episode on animals whose name is the same as just the, the sound they make. Yo. Like whippoorwills. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> or the go-away bird. There's a gray go-away bird that, and the reason it's called the gray go-away bird is it has a call that sounds like, Go-away! Are you serious? I'm serious. <laughs> it's called the gray go-away bird. That's amazing. Bird. And it's like, Go I'm all about that. There's this video that my friend showed me where it's a cat going, well, hi. And ever <laughs> since then, Southern cat. I've just been trying. Yes, you've well, seen Southern cat. Exactly. <laughs> ever since then, I'm just looking for animals talking. Yes. I mean, I, I am of the generation that remembers the O'Long Johnson cat oh. who, when it would meow, it would go like, O'Long Johnson, O'Long Johnson. A true internet classic. Yes, yes. This is, I, I think it ages me, though. Mm. No, I'm with you. I'm right there with you. It's okay. <laughs> 
So as I was looking at this animal, this is this is true. So I was like, like, oh, this is really cool. I wonder what Pokemon might look like this. I kind of wanted to make a comparison. So I was like, Googled like spiky Pokemon. And it turns out that while it's not an official Pokemon, an artist on DeviantArt named Greg Andrade, I think, cool. drew a fan art of his own Pokemon, which uh-huh. is based on the Tenric. Oh, that's so cool. It's super... That's that's your Tenric right there. There it is. Wow. Exactly. And he calls wow. it uh, Tenratic. Oh, of course. And I'm definitely going to include a link to that. Warning, don't... Just willy-nilly look around DeviantArt. Is, <laughs> that's my only caveat. Just, or do, you know. Well, safe search on. I think be, they got... <laughs> be prepared. Some, uh, there's definitely going to be some, like, sexy Pikachus on DeviantArt. I was going to say, especially if you search, if you're just like, oh, let me go find more yeah. Pokemon drawings yeah. on DeviantArt. That's yeah. when we start Sonic, diving into the... Sonic yeah. and Pikachu lovingly looking into each other's <laughs> eyes, completely nude. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it's, good it's times. It's called DeviantArt for a reason. Mm, good times. <laughs> My favorite. So now I want to move on to another Pokemon-esque animal, because that's what this episode is about. Indeed. And do you know that, that Pokemon uh, Whirlipede? Um, that sounds familiar. Yes. Is it is it any relation to Poliwhirl? I don't don't know. I think I think I, I think I know Pokemon, what you're talking about. P- fake Pokemon nerd. I oh don't, wow! Holy smokes! Okay, cool. It's like the it's like the tire one. It's got spikes. Oh wow! Yeah, and seriously. It, like, rolls Holy into smokes! A, oh, yeah. Into a tire. Oh man, there's uh, some fans who are listening to be like, no, it's not like Poliwhirl, you imbecile. <laughs> I am actually going to call right. about, about talk about Poliwag. Uh, oh really? Bit, oh great, yeah. right, cool. But this is not this is not the That's time. That's not that time. No, no, no. Uh, no, this is Whirlipede time. Whirlipede. And Very cool. So there is an animal called the armadillo girdled lizard. And I'm just gonna show it. I'm not. I'm gonna let the pictures the, talk, speak for themselves. These animals are identical. Yes. That is the whirlipede right there. <laughs> oh look my it, god! Look at it go. Is it biting its tail? Yes. <gasps> yes. So let me disc- paint a picture for the audience. Obviously, as always, I'll include links to photos, and you can Google armadillo girdled lizard, and you will be pleased to see. What you find in the you Google? Will, you will be pleased to see the ar- the armadillo gurgled lizard. But I will use gurgled. my I will use my mouth words to try to do this animal justice. But I I simply can't. You do have to look at a photo. So sure. they are a chunky, spiky lizard who bites its own tail to form a ball. They are small. They fit in the palm of your hand. They are very thorny looking, like little dragons, sort of like uh, Game of Thrones dragons, very chunky. And they have interlocking cylinders of chunky geometric spikes. They are very cool. They're sort of a dusty gray, dusty brown. Again, like little tiny baby Game of Thrones dragons, but in a little ball. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's... That sounds like a great description to me. Thank you. Yeah. They are only found in South Africa along the deserts of the western coast. It eats uh, insects and spiders, and they are highly social lizards, which is not always the case for lizards. Mm. They live with large families, and they sunbathe to de- together. Aww. Very cute. Aww. Uh, as you may know, sunbathing is very important for lizards. Right. Uh, they are a, quote, cold-blooded animal. They're not actually 
that isn't like their blood isn't cold. It just means that they can't thermoregulate on their own. So they mm. have to sit in the sun or in the shade to regulate their body temperature. Got it. So when a predator tries to snatch them up, since they're sunbathing in these big families, usually somebody in the group spots it and panics and everybody else panics and they all <laughs> scramble back into the safety of the rocks. <laughs> but if that... Teamwork. Teamwork. Team panic. That's See, this is the thing. I'm an anxious person. I actually love to surround myself with anxious people and we all work together to turn our anxiety into a huge anxiety bubble. It's great. It sounds, <laughs> I do not recommend escape rooms then. <laughs> so if that doesn't work, they actually have one more trick up their sleeve, which Ooh. is that they bite their tail, curling into a little ball or like an Ouroboros, if you sure, know, sure, like sure. the snake, snake eating its own eating tail. Itself, right. And that turns them into like a little ouchie tire and they are protecting their squishy bits and only exposing the hard thorny scales on their back legs and tails. Ouchie tires. Ouchie one tires. for the books. Yes. So awesome. uh, I do want to show you a video please. of David Attenborough bothering an armadillo lizard. Okay, please. David, you know, I, I love you, but I do also find it hilarious how many animals he goes and bothers. Obviously, he's being very responsible about it. He's right. not handling animals that, like, it's dangerous to handle for the animal. He's doing it in a very respectful way. But I think he is annoying them. He is definitely annoying them. He's definitely them. annoying them. <laughs> for sure, them. for sure. So here he is. And it's fun. like, look at his expression. It wow. is not doesn't feel great to hold one of these because it's covered in thorns. Right. But you see, like, he picks it up, and it's just like, and he's trying to He's definitely just poking things. and prodding it. Yeah. It's just like, stop. <laughs> stop. I'm biting my teeth. Leave it alone. That's a real, jeez oh, Louise, yeah. look at that. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks like it's covered in thorns. And actually, David Attenborough is, like, he's trying to, like, hold it. And he's like, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh. <laughs> Hot potato. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I, I think they're quite cute. They they look just so like teed off, like when right. they are biting their tails, and they look quite quite annoyed and spiky. And it's just it's so cute, though. They look fierce. Very look like fierce. Po look like Pokemon. Like Pokemon, like Amazing. the cutest, fiercest Pokemon. Uh, another cute thing about them is that they give live birth, and sometimes the mothers feed and take care of their young, which is not very common amongst lizards. I was gonna say, do. What's the? I mean, do they lay eggs? No, they usually? they do live bearing. They're Sorry, live -bearing my, my apologies. Lizards. Do do lizards usually lay? Typically, eggs? they do, but there are other species that are live bearing. Okay, uh, cool. But yeah, it, I think it's not super common Got for it. them to be live bearing. Got it. Uh, and sometimes the babies will sit on top of the adults in the family, like when they're sunbathing together. Oh, so you'll see, so little babies. Are they spiky from the start? I think they are, but probably they harden over time. Right. So that that's generally the thing with like these like spiky animals is usually they start out with the the scales from birth, but then the older they get, the harder their scales got. got and got in it. fact, we're going to talk about that with the pangolin, <gasps> another another armored animal. Yes. And this one looks a lot like the sandlash. Yes, it does. Yes, yes. Totally. In fact, I do believe that the sandlash is based on the pangolin. I think you're right about that. So pangolins, if you don't know, they are these weird scaled animals who look like sandlash. And they kind of look like a weird reptile, but they are, in fact, mammals. And they are also maybe responsible for coronavirus. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, Oh, I'll... because people were... Oh, yeah, that well, sucks. It does suck, but we'll I'll, I'll talk about that actually in the outros. There's a, yeah, it, it's a it's a complicated issue. We, 
researchers aren't 100 percent sure that coronavirus comes from pangolins, but right. there could be a silver lining in this. So mm. uh, don't don't get too downcast yet. Uh, but, I'm, I'm really praying for that silver lining. <laughs> but before we talk about that, I do just want to talk about how cool pangolins are. Yes. So they have protective keratin scales covering their body. Keratin is that stuff that's in your nails. Nails, right. Yeah. And it they kind of look like a living pine cone. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, like an, <laughs> like an anteater and a pine cone kind of <laughs> mashed up. I had not heard pine cone before, but that's really funny. I like that a lot. Uh, so pangolins, it's not just one species. They're actually a whole clade, and there are many different species. There are arboreal species that live in trees, usually wow. in big tree hollows. Uh, there are terrestrial ones who dig really long burrows. Some of their burrows can be like 11 feet long. Okay. And they are generally found in Asia and sub-Saharan Africa. The smallest pangolin is the black-belly pangolin, who is, uh, I think, believe lives in the trees the their bodies are about a foot long and oh, wow. their tails are quite long so they're they're uh, about 25 inches long and you so. said these are the smallest ones yeah these are the smallest ones so they're, not they're quite small enough to fit in your pocket not though. quite not mm. well, big pockets though that's true you know give me them cargo shorts you know, i don't know if i don't know if you want me to put you on blast here but you had a little bit of a pocket uh casualty oh, oh we had a pocket snafu we had a pocket snafu Ugh. uh dan i'm sorry do you want to tell the trauma oh you know no, just sitting down too quickly, not paying attention, your pocket getting caught on the arm of a chair. And right. then, well, I guess my pocket's a little bit bigger now. It's a little torn, but you know what? Maybe this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe you can fit a penguin in that pocket now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. Fate, fate works in mysterious that's, ways. Now, that's the real silver lining right there. <laughs> Coronavirus cure, sure. Actually fit a penguin in my pocket now. Now we're talking. So the largest species of penguin, or penguin, pangolin, is the giant pangolin, Ooh. who grows about five feet long and can oh. weigh up to 70 pounds. What about the tail? The tail, I believe, is included in that five feet got long it, count. Got it, got and it, And so, for, hang on, I'm going to sneeze. You're good. Hold on. Also, <coughs> bless you. Oh, jeez. That was nice. Thank you. I don't want to, I don't want to, like... Um, actually, you, mm. but I think it's sand slash. Ooh, what did versus, I say? You said sand lash. Oh. And I know that's not like a big deal, but it just feels like the kind of thing that some no, that's nerds gonna on the be, internet gonna get be, hung up on. I'm going to get like destroyed. That's a very good thing. I'm sorry about that. No, no, that's, uh, let's, uh. I absolutely despise doing that. I am so no, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do not feel, I am much prefer to be, well, first of all, I actually don't mind being corrected about stuff. And also I would much prefer that now than like later and people are, um, actually, Lamplash, mm. you're a fake poker nerd. <laughs> Uh, should I? Just, I'll just say like sand. Slash. You could honestly. Ju- I think you could just say sand slash. Yeah, let and me just be say a nice it a few times. For you. Sand slash. Sand slash. Sand slash. Sand slash. Nailed it. I'll do. I'll do a bonus track of me just saying sand slash. <laughs> yeah, but so like for comparison, the black-bellied pangolin is only about five pounds. So this right. guy is like seventy pounds. That's a big. That's a, a big pangolin. Chunkster. Mm. Yeah. Chunkster. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> All species of pangolin have really long tongues to eat ants and termites and other small invertebrates. Uh, They've got those protective keratin scales all over their bodies. They're nocturnal, and they have claws either for climbing trees or burrowing and digging into ant or termite mounds. Interesting. Large pangolins can stick their tongues out over a foot. So that's cool. Oh, wow. Love thinking about that. Those those big, long, foot-long sticky tongues. Yeah, wow. That's uh... (laughs) a... Uh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> good for them. That's awesome. <laughs> They're also good swimmers. They don't look like they would really? be. Really? But they, yeah. 
Huh. And sometimes they will be bipedal, not not all the time. All of them right. walk on all fours, but like they will get up on their hind legs and walk around for mysterious reasons. Just a strut. Just a strut. Get Just a to strut. show up. Be like, hey, humans, don't get too comfortable. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is our world. <laughs> this is a pangos world. Yeah. They have no teeth and there's no teeth. So, no teeth. Mm. They don't need it. Don't eat it. I guess not for the invertebrates and whatnot. Because they got a sticky, sticky tongue. Huh. Yeah, they, their saliva is really sticky, so they uh, jab out those big, long tongues, and ants and termites stick to their long, long tongues. Okay. And uh, some species actually have strong prehensile tails that they can use to hang from branches or kind of rasp at the bark to expose uh, ants and termites and oh, other bugs I see. Mm. underneath. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And they just swallow them? Yes, yeah, just like slurping up and swallowing. Slurping them up. Yep. Slurp up that Slurp them up. I love it. Get them. And like the armadillo <laughs> lizard, they will roll up into a ball when threatened, only exposing that hard keratin scale mail armor. And so like we are talking about before, you had that great question about like, are the armadillo lizards born with the scales? And they are, and they harden over time. Same thing with the pangolins. So huh. when they're born, these scales are very soft and they're kind of like pink and squeaky. And then they... <laughs> <laughs> cool. And then they slowly harden over time. Uh-huh. And mothers will actually wrap themselves around their babies to protect them. Aww. I know, heartwarming. Love. Love it. And while they do look like they may be related to anteaters or armadillos, and they actually share a lot of these uh, physical traits with them, like the long sticky tongues and uh, the big claws to dig into termite and ant mounds, they're actually more related to uh, carnivorans, which is the clade that contains big cats, bears, wolves, hyenas, raccoons, mongooses, and seals. Huh. Ain't it weird? seals? Seals are in the carnivoran uh, clade, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Ain't it weird? That's it, yeah. It it, it, it it weird. Ain't it weird? It weird. Confirmed. Confirmed. Weird. weird. They look like huh. they should be arm like ant eaters or Completely. armadillos, but no, they're more related to, uh, yeah, all cats. Those, all, cats, yeah, Wild. or bears or, or hyenas. Bears. There you go. I mean, they aren't like super close. They are their own clades, so right. they aren't like directly related to them, but they are closer to them than they are to in the in the in the uh, kingdom phylum. Yes. Which, where does the split happen? What is, what is carnivore, uh, I'm sorry, what, what was the word? Carnivora. That Carnivora. is the clade. Let me, uh, uh, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. Wait. Wait, that's order of operations. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Holy crap. Yes. Is that what it is? That's right. That's right. You had to nice. say those first couple. I was like, at, at some combination. You're actually better at that than me. <laughs> I am not. I'm only good at mnemonic (laughs) devices, not science. (laughs) But yes, yes. So that would be carnivora. I already forgot the word. I'm so sorry. Carnivora, yeah. Carnivora. Plate or order, yeah. Okay, oh, got got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's like, it's not necessarily that they branch off at just um, mammals. So like the class would be like like mammals. Got but it. But they branch off from like common ancestors along, along Got the it. way. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So... Boop, 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 boop. I just Googled pangolin to show you some pictures. And the onion has a headline that, uh, let me just show it to you. It's, uh, we have coronavirus under control, announces CDC director as nose slowly transforms into a pangolin snout. And they have a disturbing Photoshop of oh my a man turning into a pangolin. <laughs> that is intense. That is very, uh, that yes. That is a lot. Wow. But yeah, let me let me show you some actual oh, please, pictures please. of these of these guys yep look at them that's my boy sand slash right there little pine combs wow 
And look, like sometimes the babies just hang out oh, on their mother's back. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. That is too adorable. They look. They also look like the. I hate to bring it back to Game of Thrones again, no, but please. you know the the dragon eggs in yeah, Game yeah, of yeah. Thrones. Totally, hundred percent. But with the little snouts and legs. Mm, 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 so even mm. better. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> even better. <laughs> even better. I got some people were upset with me by by bragging that my show is going to be more like in, intense than Game of Thrones, but I stand by it. I mean, given where Game of Thrones ended up, you know, yes. Actually, yeah, I think like now in retrospect, it's like, hmm. And I'm not happy about it. (laughs) Classic. Right now, humans are struggling with the coronavirus. In searching for an origin, pangolins have been fingered for the crime, but is it really their fault? Scientists sequenced genomes from the human coronavirus and found a match to the pangolin coronavirus and suspect it jumped from pangolin to human. However, other researchers urge caution in jumping to conclusions. It's yet to have been conclusively proven that pangolins are the culprit. But the suspicion that pangolins are the root of the coronavirus might actually help them. China has banned the trade of wildlife as food in response to the potential that the virus came from the wildlife market. However, pangolin scales are often used in traditional medicine, so it's feared that poachers might exploit a loophole in the new law, possibly allowing them to still trade in pangolin as long as it's for medicinal purposes. On the other hand, perhaps paranoia over pangolin pathogens. (laughs) sorry, will make them go out of fashion as medicine. Already, the Ivory Coast burned three tons of illegally poached pangolin scales that were seized. Maybe now that our human butts are on the line, we'll also care about those pangolin pinecone butts. When we return, we're going to dive right into some water-type Pokemon. And let me tell you, their butts are very cute. Why do I keep talking about butts? Anyways, we'll be right back. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So why is Gotta Catch Em All such a human need? The psychology of collecting is a whole field of research, also in economics. From Pokemon to Hummel figurines to Garfield paraphernalia, just for example, humans love to collect things. Obviously, resource gathering or financial benefit is one reason to collect, but it's not the only or even the main reason. The urge for set completion has been studied in economics literature, and while it's loosely tied to financial gain, it seems motivated more by the satisfaction of completion. And like Ash Ketchum, the goal of becoming the ideal collector, i.e. a Pokemon master, is also a major motivator for collection. The closer a collector gets to being a master, the more benefits it brings to self-esteem. You know what else will improve your self-esteem? Knowing that you share a planet with the sea bunny. Are you ready to talk yes. about some sea bunnies? <laughs> yes. I know it's not quite Easter yet, but... I'm, I'm about about it. Uh, it. We are talking about sea bunnies. They are adorable little seed-dwelling animals who look like bunnies made out of marshmallow. Oh my gosh. Dan, have you ever heard of a sea bunny? Uh, no, I haven't. I've heard of a, a sea monkey, but I hear those are n- not, not <laughs> chill. <laughs> <laughs> they're not chill. They're fun. I think they're brine shrimp mostly. Yes, that's what I hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't think you are prepared to see it. I really, I really have. No. I'm completely. Prepare yourself. Oh gosh, I'm coming around. To melt into a puddle. That is a thing? Yeah. D- describe the experience you're having right now to the listener. I'm looking at a spotted cotton ball with the <laughs> cutest little ears I've ever seen that lives underwater. How does it feel to transcend, I guess, this this life form into like to, to see to see the perfect animal? How I've, does it feel? I mean, I've truly never wanted to pet something more <laughs> in my entire life. This is the cutest little thing. Also, does it have eyes? Yes, sort of, kind of. <laughs> let's 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 explain Yo, what's going please. on with this I'm thing. Intri- I'm oh yeah, one more picture just yeah. so you can see its little oh, poofy tail. Oh, look at it, poofy tail. <laughs> it looks like it's stretching in that picture. It is, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh right. I, sorry, I have even more pictures of its oh, butt. Oh my god, look at that butt. Look at the butt. Wait a minute, it looks like a it the, the butt almost resembles like a sea anemone. Almost? It's got a little cottontail, man. Oh my god. Anemone parts. <laughs> beep beep. Here come a tushy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love uh, it. It's so cute. So I love it. the sea bunny, their scientific name is Jorona Parva, which is the last time I'll ever be calling them that because sea bunny is the best name yes. for these guys. Agreed. Already forgot what that other name was. <laughs> sea bunnies are actually a type of nudibranch, which are in turn a type of sea slug. So nudibranchs are soft-bodied bo- marine gastropod mollusks, which are related to terrestrial snails and slugs. Mm. Back to sea bunnies. <laughs> so they are found off the coast of Japan, and they went viral in Japan in 2015, like 
people could not stop talking about the sea bunnies mm. on the internet. Uh-oh. And I want to bring sea bunny madness to the U.S. or wherever you're listening to We're this podcast. We're bringing it here. We're bringing it here. Bunny mania. Global. We're bringing sea bunnies are going global. I love it. Bunny mania. So sea bunnies look like little white bunny rabbits with black-tipped ears and fur covered in black spots and a feathery little cotton ball tail. And also some of them come in lemon flavor. What? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the lemon flavored ones, I I think, are more common than the uh, white ones. Um, The standard marshmallow. Yes, the standard Mm, marshmallow. mm, Lemon mm. is everywhere. It's, It's hot these days. So Amen to that. They are teeny weeny, teeny teeny tiny, teeny tiny. They're about the size of a thumbnail. Oh. Yes. Wow. So this is the kind of tininess that I love because they're big enough for you to see with the naked eye and see all their features in detail with just your eye, but tiny enough to fit on your fingers. (laughs) Truly the pocketousness of monsters. They're such a pocket monster that they can fit in that little fake pocket that girl jeans, the little fake one that girl jeans have. Yeah, they can fit right in there. So their bunny ears are actually rhinophores, which are antenna-like structures, which are chemosensory organs, which Mm. is a fancy way of saying that they can smell and taste the water. Ah. They can be used to detect food, mates, and they can even detect the current of water. Uh, A lot of complex science going on in them little bunny ears. (laughs) Little bunny ears. Hell yeah, good for them. Yeah, they're that like those little fur is uh, actually fleshy protuberances known as papillae, which are thought to be used as sensory organs, although scientists kind of just shrug when it's like, well, what what are they sensing? It's like, oh, <laughs> something <word>. probably. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and that feathery <laughs> little cotton ball tail on their butts is actually their gills. Huh. So they breathe out of their what? butts. They're breathing out their that, butts? That tushy does a lot of work. Yep. Wow. Breathing out that tushy. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. I like that. Actually, nudibranch means um, nudibranch, which is like Ah. the term for basically like exposed gills. So so branch, branch, you know, the gills have that branch-like structure. So like exposed gills. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So they eat sea sponges and they actually ingest toxins from sea sponges that they borrow and use as their own defensive toxins. So even though they're teeny tiny and they look like cute little edible marshmallows and (laughs) they they even come in lemon flavor, they actually come in in icky poison flavor. Noted. It's danger flavor. Noted. Because you cannot eat these guys. They will hurt. That's honestly, I'll tell you what. When you said that they went viral in Japan, mm-hmm. I was worried that it was because oh, people I were see. eating them or something. I was like, I no, 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 no. I'm These thrilled are, to hear that yeah. they are disgusting yeah. in, t- in taste. Yeah. Very good. It's it is. It's like it's su- such a relief. Yes, because they will never be eaten. So <laughs> thank goodness. Like other nudibranchs, they are actually hermaphrodites, uh, which oh, wow. means that they possess both male and female reproductive organs, nice. and they kind of just like. When they're mating, they, they kind of just sword fight and just spar. And then, like, whoever get, gets what nozzle and where gets what nozzle and where. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the competition for sex is it's it's wow. Just trying to get their nozzles in all the places. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, just, just, you know, get in where you fit in, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. I remember college. <laughs> wow. But they are... Oh, man, they are just so cute. I just, 
I'm so in love. I feel like I, I, every time this happens, like I know that I keep falling in love with these animals and then I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite animal. Now this is my favorite Damn. animal. Th- but right now, this is my favorite animal. That's awesome. <laughs> right now in my heart. That is an incredible My animal. heart is full of sea slugs. Just also thinking about the fact that it is this big. It on is my the th- size of a thumbnail. That you is could, insane. You could fill your hands with like thousands of oh them. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to talk about another sea slug. Please. The sheep leaf sea slug that looks like a doofy leafy cow. Pokemon. <laughs> a doofy leafy cow Pokemon. Also, uh, oh, before I, I do move on, I do want to say that I guess like all nudibranchs kind of look like Shellos, the Pokemon. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm and, with that. And sea slugs too. So so this uh, this sea slug I don't think actually qualifies as a nudibranch. Another classification thing that, okay. you know. Uh, <laughs> that I have no idea how that works. Okay, but, I was going to say. Uh, I don't actually know. Yeah, I'm not, not. It doesn't matter. Cool. Um, <laughs> Noted. But doesn't the other matter. the other Pokemon like thing about the sheep leaf sea slug is it looks hand drawn. It looks it looks like an anime. Even beyond just Pokemon, it looks like someone drew it as an anime. And I think you'll understand once I show you a picture of it. Holy smokes! Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, a thousand percent. It looks like a sheep that's going like green hair Super Saiyan 3 yeah. right there. And its wow. face looks like a poorly drawn cow face. It almost looks like um, the Wallace and Gromit sheep. Yes, Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep, exactly. Sean the Sheep. It looks like Sean the Sheep. Yeah, Sean the Sheep. And it is... Uh, so <laughs> that thing is gorgeous. Wow. It is beautiful too. So, like many Pokemon, like Bulbasaur, Burmy, Chikorita, the sheep leaf sea slug looks like it's covered in leaves. Yes. Uh, its face looks like a poorly drawn cartoon cow or Shaun the sheep. Mm. It's got these two close set, doofy little cartoon eyes. <laughs> so it cute. has long ears and pink nostrils. Uh, of course, while it looks like a cow face, these features function very different. Uh, so the ears are actually rhinophores, like we talked about before. Right. They're the they taste and smell taste of the, the water. water. Mm-hmm. The eyes actually are eye spots, although they probably can't see very well. So the same thing with the sea bunny. They have probably a couple of eye spots somewhere, but they don't use them as much, I think, as their other sensory organs. Got it. So the nostrils appear to be small oral tentacles. I couldn't actually find like a definitive anatomy of these guys, but I, I do believe those are their oral tentacles, but they're cool. kind of pink, so they look they look like nostrils. Nice. Uh, so they are actually a species of Sacoglossa, which are sea slugs who ingest algae. So uh, some species of these Sacoglossa, the sheep leaf sea slug included, actually steal chloroplasts from the algae that they eat and incorporate it into their own bodies and they use them for photosynthesis. I was, wow. This is called kleptoplasty, where it's like, means like literally you're stealing the plasty. Wow. Um, So yeah, they they are stealing chloroplasts, incorporating them into their body, and then they use their ability to photosynthesize and steal that energy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, are those more or less actual petals on the back of the... They function the same way that leaves do in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Wild. Yeah. And Not why. That's amazing. But wild. <laughs> that's incredible. And so, and some species of 
uh, the sacoglossa, uh, the chloroplasts are stored in uh, these big fan-like wings, so they look like Got these it. big, big leaves. But in other species, including the sheep leaf sea slug, it is stored in the serrata, which are the fleshy structures all over its body that looks like leaves. Like I, I would say, these kind of, they look like a a, a cool hip. Uh, succulent that you would get. Yeah, totally. You know? Yes, like a, a very well, cool and hip a, succulent. With a little cow face. <laughs> <laughs> it oh is, it's, it's incredible. It's so adorable. That's really funny. And speaking of Pokemon that have plants grown on them, because there seem to be a lot of them. There are. Uh, you know the Grottle? Oh, yeah. Yes. So uh, I believe the Grottle is based on the real life fact that uh, algae actually does grow on turtles sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... Uh, many species of aquatic turtle actually do grow algae on their heads and backs. And Mary River turtles are an endangered turtle found in Australia who uh, there are viral photos of these guys with a lot of algae growing on them. And one, you, you may have seen this before. It's the one that has like a oh mohawk. Oh my God, he's got a mohawk. Yeah, he's got That's a mohawk so cool. made out of algae. And it's not, I mean, this individual I think is pretty special because there. it's not like all... Mary River turtles will have an algae mohawk. Right. He just happens to have one, and but the, that we know of at least. That we know. Well, yeah. I mean, they're like they, the algae does grow on many species of turtles, and it's just like you know, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, and they they'll grow on their backs as well. Nice. So yeah, it's a the fun little little Pokemon fact about how like they they really do borrow a lot of stuff from actual oh yeah a, actual biology, which nice. I love. That's cool. Another one is Polywag, and mm. it is based on the tadpole. And you know, Polywag's got that, that uh, big old circle. Big old circle. Yep. And actually, uh, tadpoles have spirals on their tummies as well. What? So here's a photo. Yo. What? Yeah. yeah. So, and it's it's uh, what? Yeah. Big, big little little spiral oh on their tummies, just it's like right polywag. There. Yes, just right there. Like on the polywag. Like on the polywag Pokemon. That and and that is something that seems like the most far fetched when it yeah. comes to and Pokemon reference. But that's also just <laughs> it feels the most like out of bounds of like reality where you yeah. have like this like small blue creature. It's like okay, that could be a tadpole, but it has this giant yeah. spiral on the belly. Right, that's right. silly. It seems like what? like the cartoonish element of like oh, this is Precisely. an anime, so we're gonna draw yeah, spirals exactly. on everything. Nailed it. That's but cool. yeah, no. Wow. So what that is? Sorry to say. Is actually its intestines. Oh, delicious. Yeah, that oh, you can see uh, through its belly because the skin on its belly is thin and translucent. So you can actually see that coiled up intestines. And that's why there's a spiral on its tummy. Poor polywag. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But now when you look at a polywag Pokemon, just think that's probably its intestines. That's probably its intestines. Probably its intestines. <laughs> its belly is exposed. Wow. Cool. You could see the poop go through. <laughs> Yes, you can. Polywag used visible poop. It was super effective. <laughs> super effective. The enemy ran away. Could Pokemon help save the planet? E.O. Wilson, one of the most highly regarded evolutionary biologists of our time, believes in biophilia. That is, the idea that humans have an innate desire to discover and catalog living creatures. In other words, we gotta catch them all. A study by Blamford et al. published in Science looked at whether children were better at identifying real animals or Pokemon in flashcards. Surprise, surprise, the kids were great at IDing Pokemon and not as strong as IDing real animals. 
I don't think this is anything to feel sad about. It shows children have a great capacity to learn about and categorize animals, even if they are imaginary. It just means that we have to think, as educators, how to appeal to kids, because they'll soak things up like little sponges if they're motivated enough. So I humbly propose that scientists work with artists to make Pokemon-like cartoons of real-life incredible animals, maybe even a card game based on their real-life traits. Or, at the very least, teachers, let your students know how many of our real-life animals are even cooler than Pokemon. When we return, I'll prove this to you by bugging out over some real-life bug-type Pokemon! Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The charming thing about Pokemon isn't just their looks, but all their varied behaviors. Dewpiter, the spider-shaped Pokemon, has a bubble of water over its head it can use as a defense against fire attacks. Lots of Pokemon have ridiculous-looking defensive horns or use light to attract prey or ward off enemies. Some Pokemon, like Cubone, even wears a skull as a helmet. These are fantastical imaginings of behavior, or maybe they're just a cheap ripoff of real-life animals. <gasps> 
Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm going to talk about real-life animal behavior in some of these bug-type Pokemon that seems like it'd be found in the Pokedex. Is one of them like Cubone? Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm not ready. You are ready, and you Uh, must be. Prepare yourself, Dan. Okay, I shall hold fast. (laughs) So first, uh, I'll ease you into it by talking first about the Diving Bell Spider. Lovely. Yeah, so this one is like... The Dewpiter. Nice, nice. Yes, and the Dewpiter is sort of a spider-like Pokemon. It's got like a little bulb of water over its head, and it's. But the Diving Bell Spider is like the opposite. It has a bulb of air that it keeps on its little body. Wild. So I, love that. I am gonna bet big money that the Dewpiter is actually based on the Diving Bell Spider. I think I'm that with you on that, one. that these whoever these are, these people at Pokemon Inc., the Pokemon creator that pumped these guys out, they are really good at driving inspiration from real animals. Oh yeah. And if they aren't, like that's still pretty great that they yeah, are. The serendipity is yes, too much. If yes. That's the case. Convergent evolution of Pokemon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Dewpiter has that water bubble on its head, and the Diving Bell spider is the opposite. It has a bubble of air that it constructs using silk and collected air, and it actually is able to hold water on its body and breathe it underwater. So the diving bell spider is found in fresh bodies of water in Europe and Asia, and it's the only species of spider that lives almost entirely its entire life underwater. Wow. It only surfaces to get more oxygen for its bubble. Oh my gosh. So it hunts, it eats prey, it mates, it lays eggs, and even sleeps underwater. And it is an air-breathing animal. So when submerged, air becomes trapped on its body by tiny, teeny tiny hydrophobic hairs. And it kind of looks like it's wearing this silver suit. It's actually very beautiful. Let me show you. I feel like I've seen a video of this thing. Whoa. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's this shiny, silvery. I was going to say, it really looks like it's glowing. Yeah. But in order for it to actually have a constant supply of oxygen, it constructs a diving bell. So first of all, I want to talk about how spiders breathe. Please. (laughs) Because kind of have to know that before understanding how this works. So Thank you. spiders breathe through their abdomen, either with book lungs, which are small slitted openings in their abdomen that take in oxygen, or through spiracles, which in a trachea, so those are small openings and like a tube in their abdomen. They both work in a similar way where they kind of passively, like oxygen kind of just comes in there. They breathe through their bellies? Breathe through their bellies. Mm. And they don't, it's not like a, a human where they're just like, <gasps> you know, sucking in air like right, that. It's just right. kind of like coming in through through these lungs on their abdomen. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. Okay, noted. Yes. Yeah, so if you are a spider and you want to breathe, you want to coat your a- abdomen in oxygen. Mm. So uh, that's why when it you see it underwater and it has that like sort of a bubble, it's on its body, not on its head. Right, 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 right. So to construct the diving bell, it actually builds a dome-shaped web between aquatic plants, which is made of like this webbing is kind of this like hydrogel-like substance. Okay. Uh, Okay. And then it collects air on its body from the surface and fills the web balloon with this air. And... It can so it's interesting because it can both wear these this like air on its body uh-huh. 
like a suit, just like the air clings to its body. Um, it can also like carry around the diving bell and and kind of wear that. What? It can also like just have the diving bell as its home base and sort of like pop in and out of this diving bell and, and like so that it doesn't have to go all the way to the oh surface to get more oxygen. Yeah, it's it's very uh. Very dynamic. I was going to say, it's a dynamic, dexterous animal here. Or or rather, insect. Or no, arachnid. Arachnid. Yes, exactly. An arthropod, which is an arachnid. Do not flame me. (laughs) You were able to, here's the thing, you were able to name like Kingdom Phylum (laughs) Order. Yeah, but then I was like, it's a bug, right? Yeah, never mind. I do do call like all arthropods just bugs. Fair. I think that's okay. Fair. I appreciate that. Thank you. So the diving bell that it makes can be big enough for it to just go inside. It can be small enough for it to carry around. It can like pop in and kind of collect more oxygen that like sits on its abdomen, just all, all sorts of things. But it also can act as a gill. So the diving bell itself is like an artificially, well, not artificially, but arachnificially constructed constructed gill that actually takes in oxygen from the surrounding water. Uh So if the diving bell is big enough, the spider can chill out inside of it for an entire day without having to get new oxygen from the surface because there is gas exchange that happens on the surface of this diving bell where it is pulling in oxygen from the water. The bu- the bubble itself, the bell yes. itself. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's amazing. It is. So is there like a, I mean, is, is there like a, how, how long has a, What's the longest one of these spiders can stay underwater? I think, well, I mean, they stay, they live underwater for their whole lives. But right. how long has it? I think about a day. Wow. Uh, I don't know if that That's means 12 wild. or 24. It could be 24 hours. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, d- 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 a long time. Hours. That's, hours yeah, and hours. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a that's, lot. That's amazing. Yes, yes. And But it is breathing. Like it's getting right. the oxygen no, yeah, from the bubble. Totally, totally. Yes. What? That's so wild. It is. It is crazy. And and, and yeah, some of these these diving bells become really big and elaborate. It's uh, it's it's nuts. It is nuts. But I do want to talk about now some interesting caterpillars who are very Pokemon-like. And I'm not going to just kind of do a cop out and do Caterpie, even though it's <laughs> very very cute. I want to talk about the pipe vine swallowtail caterpillar that looks like Scolipede to me. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, nice. that sort of the red mm-hmm. uh, centipede-looking esque mm-hmm. thing. So the pipe vine swallowtail butterfly is a gorgeous blue and gold, elegant beauty. Uh, but their caterpillar form looks like a crazy spiky piece of red licorice. So let me show you. Whoa. Uh, here's the adult. Beautiful. Okay, adult. Oh, gorgeous. Beautiful. What, oh, absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Cool. Uh, baby. I mean, not as gorgeous, but like, wow. To go from one to the other. I yeah. mean, caterpillars are so interesting. They're crazy, right? They're so looks like looks like a licorice. I kind of kind of want to put it in my mouth. Hey, you know. I kind of want grub up, it, girl. I kind of want to put in. My, it Friggin does look grub like up. it does look like a Lion King grub, like you know, in that scene in the Lion King where they're like squishy yet satisfying. It ruined me. 
Oh my god! There's no bug I look at that I'm not just bugs. like. I oh. could eat that bug. I, I, I want to put it in my mouth. <laughs> put, put that bug in my put mouth. Put the bug in my mouth. Put the bug in my mouth. It yeah. just feels crunchy and yeah, delicious. It just looks. It looks so licoricey. Uh, yeah. So wow. uh, it actually has a more goth morph as well. So here oh, is. Oh heck the... yes! Oh wow, that is metal. That yeah. one is telling mom that it's going out <laughs> and it will be home later and don't wait up. What I do like about this photo is if you will notice. Someone has photoshopped, photoshopped. in a pipe oh my uh, God, that's it like looks, a flower pipe. Yes. So it looks like the caterpillar yes. is smoking a pipe, which I, I do. I especially like that I didn't really notice that until I put it in the document. <laughs> so, yeah, it says Mary black Alice. and shiny with like nice. orange spikes. It's very like early 2000s hot topic. Heck yes. Yeah. Doubt it. Yeah. But so the, the red morphs are found in higher temperature regions such as Texas and Arizona. And then that black with orange spikes kind of hot topic morph is in cooler areas. Got it. So that vibrant color is actually a warning to predators that they are very toxic, which I got to say, opposite effect on me, <laughs> obviously. Wanna, Same. Want to put it in my mouth. Just want to put it in there. Yeah, but it, it is, it is uh, caterpillars are just amazing. Here's another one. This is the tailed emperor butterfly caterpillar. Oh my god. Oh, look at that thing. That's beautiful. It looks it looks like a Pokemon dragon. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Or a Digimon. A, I mean, that's a, a mythical Digimon. creature right there. Sure, we yeah. you know Digimon too. Digimons. Yeah. I never really got into Digimon to be honest. You know, it was just a little too much. A little too much, yeah. A little too much Yugi and, and <laughs> too much Yugi-ness. Too much Yugi. <laughs> I like Ash. I don't like Yugi. <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is this Yugi guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I hate it's like it's like, "Hey kids, do you want do you want a familiar Premise, but all different characters. Right. Uh, no. Yeah, no. Also, Yugi is <laughs> totally like Yu-Gi-Oh and not from Yu-Gi-Oh. Digimon. But I know, I know, but I, it's got the Yugi feel. It does. I can't got remember that what the Yugi taint. That icky, icky Yugi yes, taint. <laughs> <laughs> that Yugi stain. You. <laughs> that's why it's called Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Oh, I Love hope it. I don't actually offend any like no, diehard no, Yu-Gi-Oh no. fans. It's okay. They're I actually great. also watched Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I was Heck hopeless. Yeah. So <laughs> the adult catap- the adult butterfly is white and black, very elegant looking like a wedding butterfly. But the babies look like Pokemans. They are green with even brighter green stripes, and their head has four large horns sprouting off of it like a teeny weeny dragon. In fact, emperor butterflies, there are multiple species of emperor butterflies, and they have all sorts of adorable caterpillars. Uh, Consider the Japanese emperor butterfly caterpillar, who has two little horns, and the best part is that it's got these dark mouth parts that make it look like it's got a little mustache. You gotta see it. Oh my, (laughs) what a picture too. It looks like it just popped out and was like, hello. Arrow. Beep, beep, here that come is... a mustache. <laughs> That's really cute. Oh, hello, hello, I heard you have a murder. <laughs> I will show you your murder. It totally is the it Pink is, Panther. It's like, it's yeah, like Pink Panther, Panther or Poirot, like, yeah. did somebody get murdered? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> a little tiny, Perfectly little tiny, one of those, like, yes. one of those like, yes. magnifying glass, like... <laughs> Yeah, someone, someone needs to find this picture and just mm-hmm. Photoshop a magnifying glass mm-hmm. into the right side. And, and type in murder. 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 <laughs> love it. I so love it. Those little horns are likely deterrents against predators or defensive. Ultimately, though, they're extremely cute. They are um, very cute. 
but slightly less cute is the gum leaf skeletonizer. That's its name. Wow, that gum is a metal song. Gum leaf, gum leaf skeletonizer. <laughs> wow. Okay. So hold on. Let me see this. Let me see this gum leaf skeletonizer. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, uh, wow, that's hairy. It's got lots of little, got lots, lots of little, little hairs. Lots of little hairs. I think this is whiskers. actually, this is one that is more metal, like once I explain it, right. than it is visually, which oh. is great for podcasts. Hit me. Normally I'm on this podcast and I'm just like, please look at this animal. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> then hit me with the metal. <laughs> so. It sounds like the gum leaf skeletonizer will eat your flesh down to your bones, turning you into a spooky skeleton. Please. But it is actually referring to how they eat leaves down to Damn its it. skeletal structure. Shoot. I know, right? It's so exciting. I was like, so ready to get chomped. Like, oh, man, this is how I want to die. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's it, it munches those leaves down just to the veins and midribs. So it looks like a skeleton. <laughs> midribs. Nice. But uh, that is not the horrifying thing about it, nor... Or is their name the horrifying thing about them? This is the horrifying thing about them. You see this like unicorn horn they have at the top of their heads? Yeah. And remember how I was like talking about Cubone earlier? Oh no. So, well, it's not so bad. Now, it is made out of, okay, maybe it's a little bad. It's made out of a bunch of old dead heads that oh. they used to own. So the Wait, what? Okay, so the gum leaf skeletonizer goes through up to 13 molts before finally building a cocoon and metamorphosizing into a moth. 13? Yeah. Whoa. So most caterpillars shed and discard and sometimes eat their old skin, but the gum leaf skeletonizer keeps its old head skins and wears them as a unicorn horn that is that's a lot to take in oh my god so that horn is like it's like these like the reason it's like smaller on the top is like that was my baby head and this is like my teenager head and these are slightly larger and larger like head skin you're just carrying around your photo book via dead carcasses (laughs) yeah like like the facebook of like flashback what are those like the flashbacks yeah 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 Yeah, 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 except it's your old head yeah and it's on you the flashback is just like oh Mm -hmm. look at this side that's baby me there's teenage like if we just like had our baby like our faces and we like they peeled off of our face and then just like migrated up on the top of our head and we had this like huge hat of like our faces getting younger and younger And on the very top is just our a baby a face. A baby ass face. Yeah. Wow. Good, good job, gum leaf skeletonizer. That is horrifying. Thank you for the dreams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they use this as a defensive lance, but really who wants to mess with someone who has a unicorn horn made out of their old baby faces? Seriously. Yeah. But yeah, it's like like Cubone. I don't know if everybody knows this about mm. Cubone, but he wears, it's that little like dinosaur looking Pokemon right. who very cute, has like a, a dinosaur skull on its head. Right. It's got like a little bone and he's right. like, Cubone, Cubone. And it's its it's its mother's skull. It's its mother's skull. What yeah. the heck, Pokemon I guys? Be sad. Yeah. Normally I'm like, I'm like, oh, you guys are great at like doing evolutionary biology stuff, but why'd you have to put that thought in my head as a child? Pretty sad. Pretty sad yeah, stuff. Yeah, you made me think about death and stuff. I, I didn't like that. It wasn't great. You're like it's its mother's head that it wears and it cries at night. I'm like, I'm like ten years old. Like, oh, what? gee, thanks. Great. <laughs> what? 
The stains on its skull are due to the the tears it cries for a mother it will never know. Literally. What? Literally. Literally. This is in the Pokedex. I'm not doing a bit. It's really yeah. brutal. It's dark. It's dark. It's dark. Well, how about I illuminate the darkness? Woo, let's do We're going to talk about some bioluminescence. Yay. So first of all, I want to talk about the Day beetle. Sure. All right. Uh, I yes. said I said that like a computer was trying to pronounce the word. Fingodi day. Fingodi day beetle. beetle. Yeah. So the Fingodi day beetle family, they don't just look like Pokemon's as larvae. They also look like Pokemon's as adults. So okay. I want to show you first the adult. Please. It looks like a complete doofa goofus. What a goofy goober. Look at this goofer. I'm going to enhance. Enhance. You got to see it. And all oh my gosh. Detail. Look at that goofy goober how, right there. It's so goofus. Wow. You. Wow. So they are light brown. They're, they're skinny winged beetles with antenna that look like big feathers or weird moose antlers. Yeah, those are some those are some antler looking things antler, on top. Yeah, they look like kind of like a weird feathery moose antlers. Totally. They have big googly eyes and a pointy nose. They are very cartoony. They're a mess. Yeah, they're a mess. That they, is a cartoony look looking like, insect right there. They, what? Like they look like one of those Pokemon where it's like you could tell like the Pokemon designers just want to go home and they're like, I don't know. It's like a bug, but it's got moose antlers. Oh, just take a cat and put a <laughs> coin on its head. We're calling it Meowth. Go home. And Meowth, and it talks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only one that talks. It's Everybody else doesn't talk. Talks. It's like, wait, wait, but they all just say their names. Is this No, not this one. Not this one. No, not this one. And he's with the bad guys. <laughs> and the bad guys are named after classic Western robbers. Look, we're just going with it. We all want to go home. And they've all got moose horns. Anyway, hey. next. So in their larval stage, they actually glow. So what? in their larval stage, they are predators who feed on millipedes and other arthropods. But they're also vulnerable to predation. So they are full of glowing, beautiful toxins, which both make them yucky to eat. And the glowing actually wards off predators. So let me show you some photos of that. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! Look at that thing. Yeah. So wait, is that one? That's one. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's one one specimen. So one here's specimen. it in the daylight. That's good work. Still very Pokemon-y, even like not very in the so. dark. It's no, like of course. looks kind of almost like made out of plastic. I yeah, guess it does. it's like wow. very very uh, rigid, rectangular, mm. geometrical shaped. Mm. Uh, this one actually also looks like uh, what was? I was going to say giving me self-eating tail uh, yeah. lizard vibes. Yeah, it looks like oh, what was that Pokemon name? Boop, Whirlipede. Oh yeah, Whirlipede. It's definitely, it looks got like some Whirlipede vibes yeah, going got on for sure. Super for sure, Whirlipede skis. vibes. For sure. But it also glows. Ugh, I love that. Glowy glow worms. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible. There is no there is no like it's I love how with these animals I look into them and like, okay, I'll do a little bit on this one because it kind of looks like a Pokemon. And and for this one, I was like, I was looking at some bugs and I was like, oh, that is a Pokemon looking beetle. <laughs> Literally. And I'm looking into it, and in its larval stage, it glows and it looks like a whirlipede. So I didn't expect that. <laughs> you didn't expect like the home didn't run. Expect that. The right, home exactly. run beetle. I love exactly. it. And it's the same thing with the caterpillars. I was like, I want to look up some horned caterpillars. And then I find out, oh, you make a horn out of your baby faces? Cool. Oh, cool, cool. Horrifying. Nice. Good, good. good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I am, 
I don't know. Nature is one big Pokedex. Yes, it is. I love that. <laughs> it completely is. I and know. the inspirations are very, very clear. Yes, yes. It, it's incredible. I, I really do. I love the fact that it's so popular. It makes me have a lot of hope that I think people all love biodiversity. Oh, yeah. You One know? would hope. I, I think so. And I, I think, again, I'm, I really hope that uh, maybe we can, like, I guess, convert some of that Pokemon energy into, like, Animal knowledge, sure. energy, yeah. learning. Wait, how does the learning. learning? How does the song? It's like we're gonna grow and learn together. Dan, you got this. That's the, the Pokemon song. What? Pokemon song. Uh, we learn together in the Pokemon song. Which part of it? Oh God. Oh God, it's the. Ba ba ba. You teach me, and I'll, I'll teach, teach you. you. Of course, creature mod. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <gasps> Jinx. <laughs> Who's a Pokemon, right? Wait, no. Jinx, yeah, Jinx, Jinx is Pokemon. Nice, nice. Oh, Nailed God. It. Oh, Nailed it. perfect. End of podcast. It can't be more perfect. <laughs> but it is actually the end of the podcast. Yay. Dan, thank you so much for joining me. Katie, this thank was you so an much absolute delight. I cannot believe I haven't had you on until now. It's all good. This was the perfect episode, though. It was a great episode. For you to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I, absolutely. You got anything plugged? Listen to all the podcasts on the network. Listen to Katie's podcast. Thank Keep you. listening to the podcast oh you're listening to right I've now. I've never had a guest plug me <laughs> on the show. Uh, I mean, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. I'm at DJ underscore Danl, D-A-N-L. He has the delightful tweets. And oh. you also stream some games sometimes. I do. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll plug that as well. Yeah. Follow my Twitch channel, twitch.tv, the same, twitch.tv slash DJ underscore Danl. Play lots of video games and I talk to people in chat. Yeah. If you want to know the behind the scenes of some of the podcasts here, I may or may not tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got the hot goss. I've got the secrets. He's got the hot goss. I've got all the things that we cut out. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on the internet, Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F-E-A-T, not F-E-E-T. That's you can also find us on the iHeartRadio website. Just search for Creature Feature, and we are there. We're in there. You're in there. We're in there. We're on Apple Podcasts. Oh, I mean, heck yeah. I mean, gosh dang it. Where are you listening to this right now? We're in here. You're you on sillies. all the things. We're on the Spotify's too. We're Shoot. We're on the things. Gosh darn it. Shoot. Gosh darn it. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Oh, um, yeah, I-, I mentioned this last time, but we finally have shirts, 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 shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got the Creature Feature logo, which I expertly traced it looks awesome <laughs> thank you it looks yeah great. i well the reason i drew it over again is i felt like the photo just like i, I think the photo is so detailed it's such a great photoshop uh, but the detail i didn't think really came out in the shirt printing process so i i drew it and you, now it's a drawing you nailed it it's it perfectly a, yeah. encapsulates that like classic horror look yes thank you of pulp comics thank it's you. awesome it's perfect thank great you shirt so much go get it thank you god you're such a good hype man <laughs> but yeah yeah my best. it's the logo that you can wear on your body yes so put it on there yes but yeah i'll include a i'll probably include that in the show notes too but it is on t public slash stores slash creature feature nice. and it's a shirt there there's also a few other shirts i'm wearing the bird crimes bird right? crimes bird crimes is another <laughs> shirt it's a good one i think that's one of my favorites too it's a bird crime shirt with a bird and a pretzel on it stealing a pretzel yeah full support go birds <laughs> and if you want to just listen to my katie thoughts you can follow me on twitter at katie golden g-o-l-d-i-n and just hear all my little katie thoughts sometimes they're silly <laughs> 
And you can also have an excellent Twitter. That's true. I also have a pro bird rights Twitter where I advocate for birds. That's right, birds. 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 That's right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did you not want birds? Too bad. Here's some birds. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super Pokemon-y song, Exalumina. Creature Features, a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, go to iHeartRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Creature Moon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more more info now.